0: Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem village, Judah territory, this was during Herod's kingship, a band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on a pilgrimage to worship him. When word of their inquiry got to Herod, he was terrified, and not Herod alone, but most of Jerusalem as well. Herod lost no time. He gathered all the high priests and religion scholars in the city together and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? They told him, Bethlehem, Judah territory. The prophet Micah wrote it plainly. It's you, Bethlehem, in Judah's land, no longer bringing up the rear. From you will come the leader who will shepherd rule my people, my Israel. Herod then arranged a secret meeting with the scholars from the east, pretending to be as devout as they were. He got them to tell him exactly when the birth announcement star appeared. Then he told them the prophecy about Bethlehem and said, go find this child. Leave no stone unturned. As soon as you find him, send word and I'll join you at once in your worship. Instructed by the king, they set off. Then the star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern skies. It led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. Overcome, they kneeled and worshipped him. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. In a dream, they were warned not to report back to Herod. So they worked out another route, left the territory without being seen, and returned to their own country. Hi friends, welcome to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, and this month on The Happy Hour, it's all about Christmas. And so we have created episodes for you surrounding the birth of Jesus. We're calling this our Characters of Christmas episodes. We're gonna look at all of the characters who were surrounding Jesus' birth. And my prayer and my hope for you as you listen this month is that you will have a deeper understanding and love for the people who were surrounding Jesus during His birth. We're gonna talk about Mary and Joseph and the angels and the wise men and the shepherds. You are going to love Jesus more after hearing about all of the amazing people that were surrounding His
1: birth. Here we go.
0: Preston Perry, welcome to the happy hour.
1: Thanks for having me, Jamie. It's good to be back.
0: I'm so happy to have you back. Um, and if you guys don't know, Preston, will you tell us where you live and what you do and all the things? I don't need to tell them.
1: I mean, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm a son of God. I'm married to a beautiful woman named Jackie. With a lot of people around the world know Jackie O'Perry. Uh, we have four beautiful children, um, and we are poets, um, Bible teachers, podcasters. And really just everything that really deals with communication and uh, whether that's verbal communication or written communication about the goodness of God and and how it relates to us, that's, that's what we do
0: well you guys are killing it with everything that you're doing um so as everyone that's listening knows we've been talking about the characters of christmas and you are actually our, la- our last episode we're finishing up with uh with you preston and we're talking about the wise men so we've gone through yep. mary and joseph and the shepherds and the angels and now we have the wise men and yeah. so i would just love to hear you talk to us a little bit about like what do you see about the wise men in scripture? How does it point us towards Jesus and anything that you love about them? I'm just gonna let you jump in.
1: That's good, man. Uh well, man, I, I love <clears throat> I love the story about the wise men because I think uh even though the Bible mentions them for, for a very short time, I think they their 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 life points us to Jesus in a couple of particular ways. One way is I think what they did, um, traveled all the way from the East to see what Jesus, to see the to see baby Jesus, I think it's just a physical representation of what our spiritual life should look like. Mm. It's like, like, how, how far are we willing to go to meet Jesus? Um, That's good, Preston. Because most biblical scholars believe they travel from the east, but the Bible doesn't say where, but it's like either from Persia or Israel, but that's like literally 900 miles across the desert, right? (laughs) To see baby Jesus, right? And so um, God is not necessarily calling us to travel across the desert on camels, but he is saying like, how far would you go to, to see Jesus? And it says that when they saw the star, they 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 rejoice with great joy and mm. so like, a joy uh, and an excitement about about the coming of the Christ and I, I think that God was intentional in allowing us to see like no like this this is how we should be also excited about the coming of Jesus like He came for us He came for sinners mm. and so when I read that particular part of their story and how they were, were excited and traveled great great distance to see Jesus it just challenges me to be like, man, how, how far am I willing to go to, to meet Jesus and to see him, you know? So
0: that's very interesting. I've never, ever thought about that before. So I'm I'm going to be chewing on that for a while because I've never put it in the context with the wise men. It's really good. And you know, I, I, it makes me think so many people are wondering, like you know what does it look like to to follow Jesus, and what does it mean and And Jesus is pretty clear throughout scripture, you know it's like you're just laying down your life and it's it's giving yourself to him. and I think in our you know north American um, Christianity, that how far are you willing to go to jesus for Jesus? I think that can get kind of like lost and confusing, and you know what I mean, like we don't yeah. have to
1: Absolutely. we don't have to go
0: far for anything, and so I'm wondering, like, what does that look like for us in 2022 in North America? Like, man, it's different in Iran, you know, like coming yeah, after Jesus absolutely. and we don't even know. So what does it look like for us here?
1: That's a really good question. Absolutely. Of course, because the context is different. I, you know, it's, our circumstances is going to be different. Right. And so I think the, the beautiful thing about the Bible is so universal to, all people around the world and so it might not look like traveling across a desert but it it does probably look like um um, destroying some idols in your life that's avoiding you from seeing jesus it looks like cutting out social media time you know for like allowing you to see jesus and it's not just like Seeing Jesus in the physical in the physical sense, but seeing Jesus how he how he wants to speak to you and like right, mm-hmm. and so in the scripture we see this we see this we we see this uh this theme, Lord, uh, especially in Psalms when David says, "Lord, don't hide your face from me." And that's not necessarily saying that's not necessarily saying that God is hiding from us, but it is communicating some distance between us and the Lord that mm-hmm. that a lot of times our lives create, right? The busyness of life, the idols the things that we put in front of God, the fears that we have, all of these things prevent us and it creates this separation. And so I think for us, it's like, man, how far are we willing to go to to experience Jesus like we experienced him when we first got saved? Uh, You know, uh like I think think so much practical implications can be applied to how we meet Jesus. And so I think, yeah, I, I, I really think that like, God was intentionally allowing us to see, you know, these, these men went great limbs, you know, um, to, to see Jesus, and we should too.
0: You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly. Warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm to tap into your power and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30 minute class, I can choose a 45 minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types, but for every goal and every mood, there are classes. If you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh rock, if you want to go back to the eighties, if you can't run, take a walking class, need some grounding, try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or hit workouts. It's not lost on me as we're having this conversation that um, December can sometimes feel pretty chaotic for people in their lives. You know, it's supposed to be this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think every day can feel chaotic at the Perry house with four kids. Um, You know, we have four and they're all teenagers. It's a whole different world. It's a different chaos now. It's a different chaos, Preston. Um, Yeah, But I think December in itself, especially in our North American culture of kind of excessive and and consumerism and everything that that brings, the holiday season it can sometimes get lost on us what we're actually seeking and what we're actually looking. And so as you're talking, we're talking about the wise men how they walked nine hundred miles, which. Guys, nine hundred miles—that is a long, long, long ways—and um, they 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 went. They had to get to Jesus, so they went nine hundred miles. And here we are in December, and and we are celebrating December twenty fifth. We're celebrating the arrival of Jesus. We're celebrating that, and yet I think so many times we can see that literally as this day. You know, we're celebrating Jesus' birth on December 25th. Everything else in December is about me, and everything else in yeah. December is about my kids and all the stuff. What yeah. does it look like for you practically? Like, how do you try to keep some of those um, things, some of those things, from entangling you into forgetting what your focus is?
1: Man, that's a good question. I, I think for me, um, I have to. I personally have to stay immersed in, in the Word of God for me mm-hmm. to not. I think that the word God just has a way of just reminding you of the goodness of God, um, you know, and prayer. I, I honestly think that um, we underestimate the power of prayer. Um, I, I think about, you know, uh, the relationship I have with my, my daughters and how much when they come home from school, I just want them to come and talk to me,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: um, and I think that's what prayer is. It's God wanting us to come and commune with him not only because he loves us but because he wants to reveal things to us that we don't see and so for me you know like my heart is it's deceitful right and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I won't be able to see it but like when I when I spend time with the Lord I, I'm consistently reminded, man this is the time that I need for God to continue to show me myself and show me uh, the times in which I stray away or the times in which I'm not as enthusiastic about his word and his and His gifts. And so uh, for me, the, reading the Bible prayer and also just quickly ask close community, people who love mm-hmm. God and watch your life and say, man, you don't seem as enthusiastic about the word of God, about the things of God. Or you seem a little self-centered right now. I have those honest people, namely my wife. Um, <laughs> and so I think, I think those three things are the, are the best for me
0: i have this scripture present on my computer right here it's from uh, romans 13 14 and it oh. says put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires mm. and it's this consistent reminder to me that like the flesh is like out to just be gratified by whatever it desires like yeah. whatever whatever jamie wants it wants to have you know yeah. and so just like what you were saying um, when we are not putting on Jesus and putting on his word and being in it, uh, it's way easier for that flesh to do what it wants to do. And I'm not saying that you or I being in the word, our flesh doesn't win sometimes. It does because we're human. Um, my friend Terry Lee Cobble told me recently she's like, it takes like 12 minutes a day. She, you know, her whole thing is read through the Bible in a year. And so she helps people do that. And she's like, it takes 12 minutes a day. And when she said that to me, I was like, 12 minutes out of my entire 24 hours you know if you think about that and you know like we're going to take all legalism out like some days you might want to sit with jesus for like an hour some days you got four kids you're going to get five minutes here five minutes there and 12 minutes at another time and so it's not about legalism but it's about just like what are you yearning for you know and so i've seen the same thing in my life yearning for that
1: that's Um, good that's real good
0: Yeah, yeah, trying to get that. During the holiday season, we all spend time and effort finding the perfect present for our family members. Nothing beats seeing your kid's face light up when they open a gift from you. I want to tell you about Irma, a woman in Colombia who wanted so desperately, as every parent does, to make her daughter's Christmas memorable. But she didn't have the money. Then compassion stepped in, Irma's daughter is now sponsored through Compassion International, and that sponsorship is a huge answer to prayer. Compassion works through the local church to provide food, clean water, education, medical attention, and above all else, Jesus. The church makes sure there are gifts for every child and that each child learns the true reason for the season. What's more, Compassion cares for the whole family year round. We need you to sponsor one more child today. For only $38 a month, you can make a huge difference. Will you help a mother provide for her family this Christmas? Go to compassion.com slash Ivy media to sponsor. That's our company that makes the happy hour. Ivy media. Go to compassion.com slash i v e y media. Preston, I'm so grateful for you uh, talking with us about this and really, really emphasizing as we get closer to Christmas, like how far we're we willing to go to get to Jesus, like What does it look like for us? And I know that's going to be convicting
1: for me. So I wanted to say also, too, another thing that um, that I think about with the wise men that that's so amazing to me is um, obviously they they're they're wise, not because of their own knowledge, but their wisdom is really all rooted in their faith in God. Right. Mm. When you look at the wise men and how they travel They had to have a measure of faith to travel all their way to believe in this prophecy that one day a Messiah will come. Right. But what they stood on was the word of God. This was, this was prophesied by the prophets. Right. And so what they stood on was the word of God. And so they believed the word of God Mm and and they, and their faith was put into action. And so how many times we read the word of God and we struggle to believe that what's in this Bible is actually true. And so like for them, that Their faith has challenged me so much to just, man, to just believe that what God said in his word is true and how far am I willing to act to, to put that, to, that faith into action. So that's one of the things that inspired me the most. Is that's the so about.
0: good, too, because if you think about it, when they were on their way, the king had told them to go find this this baby like he was telling them like the opposite of what he didn't want Jesus to live and so they even had to rely on their faith even more to go against like what a
1: leader had told them and not only that they had to it's not it's, it's not merely them believing in um believing in the lord um word it's also they had they had to have a deep sensitive like like sensitivity to the spirit of god because Mm. when 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 they let when they when they arrived where jesus was they fell asleep that night and the bible says that the lord wrote um, warned them in a dream that king herod wanted to kill jesus Mm -hmm. and so their spiritual life had to be so pointed away (laughs) Where, where 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 they were sensitive to the spirit of god that's right. Um, because because when King Herod sent them off, it was like, oh, yeah, go, 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 go find him. And I want to worship him with you lying. Mm. They didn't they didn't they didn't think nothing of it, but they went to sleep that night. And we see the intentionality of God and the protection of God even uh, when it came to Jesus. But we also see that these these men are sensitive to the spirit of God to listen to God in a dream and actually go the other way instead of going back to King Herod and letting them know what Jesus was. And so. Yeah, it's just it's really inspiring to see their wisdom. It's not necessarily merely head knowledge, but their wisdom was their faith in God, their fear in God, and their sensitivity to the spirit of God. And so that's why they were wise men. So
0: That's so good. And they had to, you know, the, the faith and the spirit and that's what you're saying for us today even as well. Like if we're looking to follow Jesus, we have faith in his word because we're in it. We have the Holy Spirit in us because he gave it to us. We are sensitive to what he tells us. We know his voice because we 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 spend time with him, you know. because well,
1: he calls you wise because of it. There That's you go. All right.
0: Boom, boom, boom. There's wisdom. Um okay, Preston. <laughs> I would love to know what you're reading these days. Jamie wants to know. Jamie wants to know. We wanna know what you're
1: reading. Uh I've been in the book of Daniel. Um, right now I'm in Daniel 10. Um, mm-hmm. um, the story about when you know God um manifest, Jesus manifested himself in front of Daniel and and, and began to, and Daniel understood the vision. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading about Daniel and his faith and how God chose after the 70 years of, you know, when Jerusalem went, well, yeah, when Jerusalem was taken into captivity, how he chose to reveal himself to Daniel. And it's really teaching me a lot about my own self, about my faith in God, about am I willing to meet Jesus? Kind of like the, the, the wise men's story, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm learning about dreams and visions in the in the scripture as it relates to the Old Testament. And so yeah, me and my wife we actually both been in the book of Daniel. So it's been it's been really interesting. I've never really um I've read Daniel like bits and pieces of it, but I never like read through it. And I'm reading through it now, and it's been it's been a huge blessing. Huge I blessing.
0: love that your your wife told me one time I should pay attention to my dreams.
1: Oh, and man. I said.
0: I said Jackie that stuff makes me nervous. She said it should make you nervous. You should pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, man, cuz I, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's all these different types of camps in Christendom or whatever, but I believe that the Lord doesn't limit how he chooses. Oh, I don't either, yeah. <laughs> how he chooses to speak to his people and, you know, I had a dream that I was, you know, mourning the son that I never had when I was about to get a vasectomy. And Jackie had a dream about us having a boy. And we both came to each other the day I was going to get a vasectomy. And he was like, yo, we think God wants to have a boy. So I literally called and took my doctor and was like, yeah, I had to cancel my vasectomy appointment because I think God wants to have a boy. He was like, well, you better listen to God. <laughs> 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 and, you and know, it. a couple of months later, Jackie was pregnant and, you know, we had our, our first boy. And so I, nobody can convince me that there wasn't the Lord speaking to us. Yeah. When it August here. And so. Yeah, I think God is so intentional, and uh, we choose at times. We humans we limit God based on our own personal camps or mm-hmm. how we know been 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 you know brought up in the faith. But the Word is alive. God is. is alive, and so uh, we we have to we have to treat treat God like He's alive.
0: We see him moving in other parts of the world through dreams, and so I really do believe that God works that way. Uh, Preston, it's been a joy to have you on um, The Happy Hour. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking about The Wise Men. I'd love to pray this prayer uh, from our cards by our friends David and Bedra Taylor about The Wise Men. Here we go. Oh Lord, you who were manifested to the world at the visits of the Magi, manifest yourself to the world today as the one who preaches good news to the poor, heals the brokenhearted, proclaims freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and sets the oppressed free. Be pleased, we pray, to make us instruments of your redemptive work so that we might become faithful representatives of your peaceable kingdom. We pray this in the name of the King of Kings. Amen. Friends, what a beautiful episode! And we have ended every episode of our Characters of Christmas um, season with me reading a prayer from one of the cards that we talked about on our Advent episode. And these are cards from David Taylor, and they are from a set called The Light Has Come. If you're interested, we will link them in our show notes. You've been listening to music from Austin Stone Worship's newest Christmas album entitled Christmas Music. You can find this music wherever you listen to music. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you, and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're gonna wanna go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivy produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, show notes by Ashley Minor, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend.